Hello, welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, uh, episode 17 for May 9th, 2020. How is everyone doing this Saturday evening? And for you in particular, Andrea, thanks for joining <laughs> me again. Absolutely. I'm doing very well. High energy, good week, you know, just feeling good. Nice. You know, take what you yep. can get in this yep. uh, crazy coronavirus pandemic. Any any night you feel good is a win, so taking it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you? How are you doing? Great. No, I'm doing good. I figure I need to like, I need to open these shows with more energy, like get get our audience <laughs> start on a them, high. Get them as pumped yeah. as I am. Yeah. To talk about pop culture. Well, then they should have been in on our jam sesh before the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do some like unedited, you know just fun shots of us jamming out because we're pretty cool you know <laughs> i i am not great at it but i like to sing a lot for sure uh, i am i like to sing but i uh, am very bad with lyrics <laughs> see i'm good with lyrics but i'm like a solid shower singer you know like yeah. i'm good enough where like if you hear me in the shower like it's not terrible you're not like oh god but yep. yeah or like you know driving in the car singing along not mm -hmm. bad, but solo, forget it. Uh, it's it's amazing what a difference it is to just like go a cappella. Because yeah. you like singing along <laughs> or something is like, yeah, I can sing. And then you cut <laughs> cut the audio. And then you're like, wow, I gotta carry this now. Right. Yeah, it's amazing how you like know the notes when you're singing along, and like the second it's all gone, you're like Oh, I know it's wrong, but I don't know what the note is. And you just like mm -hmm. go off on your own all crazy. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I should work on I should work on my range and things would be better. But my I don't know if it's uh hereditary or what, but my throat does get sore easily. Oh, okay. Like just from talking, even, you know. Sure. Like I'll sure. have a long day of talking or hanging out or something like that, and my throat just gets sore. It doesn't end mm. up I don't think it shows in then me talking. Like I don't lose my voice. But... Sure. Just feels sore. Yeah. Well, so. two of the best things I know um, to prevent sore throat are tea with lemon and ginger. Okay. Um, yeah. And then also avoiding drinking cold water because that can freeze up your vocal cords and make mm. them rub together harder. So you always oh. want to drink like room temperature type water. How about like, um, like pipe weed and ale? That's good, right? <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't heard of that one, but you'll have to explore oh. it and let us know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll get back to you. That's Test um, those results for us. Mm -hmm. I'll, uh, <laughs> That's your homework for the week, Dr. John. Yeah. I'll do like a day for a control and then just go crazy. Right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, speaking of, um, ale um uh -huh. it's homebrew day or it was a couple days yeah. ago yes a couple days ago you. it was oddly homebrew day and cosmopolitan day i'm not sure how those got on the same day as each other because they're not related at all because um, there's no crossover in celebration so it's like you can have <laughs> both of these and then right <laughs> people people can choose that one or the other don't choose both um but so yeah so i've made myself a cosmo here feeling so, fancy tonight what is in a cup I, I don't i mean i've had a lot of quote-unquote feminine drinks or a sure. lot of drinks i suppose a sex in a city has commandeered 
uh, for the yes. mentality. But uh, what is in a cosmopolitan? Um, so I used to be a bartender at a sushi restaurant, and a Cosmo was one of the things I would make the most often. Uh, mm. Because when I was bartending, it was in like the early aughts. Um, so Sex and the yeah. City was still right. pretty huge. So it was like every woman who came in was ordering a Cosmo. And I was like, for God's sake, somebody order something else. I'm so bored. <laughs> um, so I could probably make these in my sleep. But yes, so it's vodka, cranberry, and a little bit of Cointreau, which is like okay. an orange liqueur. Mm -hmm. And then you garnish with a lemon peel. See, it's not a, it's not a meager drink. No, yeah. it's, I mean, if you make it well, it should be only slightly pink. Um, mm -hmm. you don't want to dump a bunch of cranberry juice. The redder it is, the more watered down it is. Um, so obviously you want just like a night, nice, light, light pinkish color. Yeah. But yeah, it's I mean, basically just some alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> we had, on. uh, I don't know if we were talking about James Bond on the Westworld episode last, or if it was, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's, I mean, we're talking how Austin Powers may have, you know, influenced, uh, <laughs> the direction of James Bond and stuff. Definitely, you know, James Bond and his cocktails for a long time were a thing. And Sex and the mm -hmm. City in the United States definitely sort of commandeered the, the even the martini glass, you know? Right. Yes. Like the cocktail. Absolutely. And I think that men that were had trouble with, you know, grappling with their masculinity just had to gravitate towards beer then um, right. and shied away from a cocktail. And so if right, they got a cocktail, yeah, let me guess your number one cocktail you ever made. It had to be oh, okay. rum and coke. Ah, uh, no, actually. Really? Okay. 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 Um, but, but okay. I will, I will say that that was close. Okay. Um, what you, okay. You worked at a Japanese place. You said yes. Sushi. Yes. Place. I worked at a sushi restaurant. Yeah. Mm, wonder if that had any influence. Um, <laughs> that's i mean the the most the most i ever served obviously was sake okay sure i mean yeah you know that's but but i don't do anything to that i could just open it and pour it for goodness drink. sake yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um wow well i mean if it was a college bar or something and then i would be like vodka red bull or something but uh, um did you work eat you worked evenings then I did. Yes. Yes. I worked evenings. Um, I will give you a hint. Okay. It was something served in the same type of glass. Okay. A martini glass. Okay. So, so just, I see them a lot. How about a pomegranate martini? Ooh, you are very close. Okay. What is it? Apple martini. Oh, an apple teeny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've had one of those either. Hmm. Um, yeah, they're not my favorite. Um, and I I'm not like a big apple person to begin with. And so oh. I like I like apples even less. Okay. Now that like I, you know, you get that like fake apple y stuff in the in the apple yeah. martini and it just mm -hmm. ah blah. Apple. So I, I was not yeah, I just I wasn't very a very big fan of that. But okay. Cosmos and apple martinis, people just went crazy for so. That was what I, I served the most. Although I did, I had a regular who I loved. He was so much fun. He came there every single Monday and would order like the exact same sushi meal every single time and order the exact same drink. He wanted a Maker's Mark Manhattan 
every oh. time. Okay. He'd have like two of those and then, you know, just like sit by himself at the bar, chat with the sushi chef. Sometimes he would read or chat with me. He was fun. I liked him a lot. Nice. Did he so. did he order food or is it just was just just the drinks? No, he ordered food. Like he got the same exact sushi order every single time. So okay. like we we always knew like when he was coming in. It was mm. kind of fun to have like a regular. Yeah. No, you I mean, that's the the television idea, right? Is you have right, yeah. give me my regular, you know? Are you coming <laughs> right. in just like you want that again? Yeah, okay. It's good. Right, a little a little cheers-esque. Everybody yes. knows your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, piano notes. Yes. Well, and he's like a good kind of regular. Like he never got rowdy and never had like one too many. And I had to be like, oh, mm-hmm. buddy, I got to, you know, stop right. serving you or whatever. Because I definitely did. Um, I had some people that I had to stop serving. Um, mm. And I had to have my manager talk to because it was like a big group that were just rowdy and drunk and just falling all over each other. And I was just like, I can't in good mm. conscience serve these people anymore. So that's not a. Uh... Not a sushi bar kind of. No, no, I, I wasn't expecting it. I mean, it rarely happened. I think I worked there for a little over two years and it happened maybe three times. So okay. that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't uh, like all the time, but you know, it was just particularly memorable because mm-hmm. of course you don't think like people are just going to get that crazy. But Well, it's like when we're at the, when we've been at the restaurant at the hotel for anime detour yeah and stuff. <laughs> but normally that restaurant would be pretty chill or whatever right and you feel bad like for getting louder but right kind of the event so. right yeah it's the atmosphere yeah, yeah. no it, i mean there's nothing really about a sushi restaurant that i think is conducive to like getting rowdy mm-hmm. um but you know just sometimes you know people just are letting loose and just let loose a little too much so i miss a standing room only bar with uh (laughs) loud music and it's kind of dirty yeah that's a that's a college hallmark yeah i haven't been to one of those in a while (laughs) i mean i uh yeah i don't know i guess just going out to any and all places really but um yeah particularly you know and just like kind of speakeasies and stuff for sure. Nothing, not much better. Something to look forward to when all of this is over. Yep. Um, let's see. Today, it, mm-hmm. you also found is Moscato Day. Yes. It, yes. It's good we're getting in a little <laughs> bit of like talk about drinks because his podcast on the rocks, you know, it's right. implied in the pun, you know, and I feel bad. My largely my whiskey has been like, <laughs> oh, I'm drinking this whiskey and that's it. I'm not like sip and let's see slurp and tell you what I'm tasting and what sure. it reminds me of. But uh, sorry, I won't do those noises in the mic again. But, uh, yeah. We're captured so, forever now. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I have a a furious, surly furious imperial pale ale. Well, um, I mean, it's not like, literally a homebrew but it's kind of a homebrew if you take it take the meaning a little broadly because it's from minnesota you know our home state i'll take this opportunity to (laughs) express my disappointment in surly so okay surly 
um, I used to be so excited about Surly. Like the they have the you know they had cool beers, and then they made their new tap house, and they, um, I don't know, they they could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. But now they since their one head brewer left, um, it's been the whole thing's been changed. Like they have their yeah. outdoor concert area, which is nice, you know. So they and they still have their nice kind of uh, tap house and and uh, right. restaurant and stuff. But they've completely changed their tone. Like before the uh, you know like it was it was darkness is one of their yearly beers, you know, and right. it's always bat on a rock. Like you know, it just um, so not only has the, I think the beers, have they seen a downgrade in quality, mm-hmm. originality, the tone has shifted and now the art sure. is lame, sucks, sure. balls. <laughs> I, it was well, don't so, hold back, John. I can't tell I how know. you really feel. Uh, we know when we were in, <laughs> in Denver, we went to this brewery, uh, true brewing um mm-hmm. and uh it's great it's like they're playing metal in there mm-hmm. and they've got just these i don't know i mean i know it's beer is not about just the aesthetic of the marketing and such but it is a vibe to the brewery right we went just today to a brewery um that um we picked up a growler uh to go okay um in alexandria Oh and, wow! Um, yeah, we um, you were out a little bit. Yeah, it, it's honestly about the distance to the Twin Cities for us. Okay, and um, sure. They Carlos Creek Winery is there, which I love. Oh right, great yeah. wine. Um, but now they have a pizza joint and a brewery. Oh fun! Um, and so this is Northern Brewing Company, and it's basically like Scandinavian Viking themed. Yeah. You know? Yep, so, I've heard of them. Yeah, so we bought a beer that's called Freya. It's a sour. I've got a growler. We're going to open that up tomorrow. Nice. Does um, it have like a um, a fruit in particular that it's based around or is it just so sour? Um, there's something else to it. Um, I'm looking at a picture I have of some of the ones. I'm not sure if I'll be able to see it, but I'll, okay. I'll have to report back on it. Um, sure. Let's see. Freya's, um, Freya's Disco Mixed Fermentation Sour Beer. Okay. So, so it doesn't have like one fruit at the forefront. Yeah, I guess not. Okay. 8. Okay. 8.6%. I feel like that's just like a lot of what I see from sours right now is like, oh, it's like a peach mm. sour or it's, you know, like a cherry sour or something. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious. So, yeah, I should, uh, I should talk about it more on the show. Like I say, being it's mm-hmm. uh, um, kind of involved. And then for those that missed it, I think it was just on our um, last um Westworld podcast. If you're not listening to that, went to Dempsey's Brewing Company the other day too, and uh, oh, okay, did their flight. You know, we right. got two flights. Yes. yes, yes. I remember you talking about um, this. Yes, and it was really good. There was really only like one beer in that we didn't we didn't enjoy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I um to to kind of like bring it back. I went to Surly. I mean, a little bit before you know, kind of everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and tried a couple of different beers and was really disappointed, um, in a lot of what I was trying. I felt like 
there were so many new different ones mm-hmm. that somehow like making that many new ones was diluting the quality of what I feel like they used to have. Sure. And I feel like yep. they were trying too hard to compete with like other breweries instead of just like being who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a lot of like craft breweries that are popping up are like, you know, they they have so many different things. It's like you can try 18 different beers. I'm like that's fine. That's yep. whatever. But that's not surly. You mm-hmm. know, they had like four different sours and like this, you know, a bunch of like pale ale stuff that I just wasn't, I don't know. I just don't associate with Surly. Like you said, I, I yep. feel like they're, they're into like heavier brews. They've they lost used to be. I mean, you talk about their identity. I think they've lost it. You know, they lost yeah. their elite brewer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, it seems like they're trying to distance themselves from that. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, they have a different a different right. take on what they are now well and there's i guess there's nothing really wrong with you know moving to a new chapter or you know saying yeah. like we, we want to do something different but I, I just feel like it's maybe too much too soon um or just something's not working with this you know wh- whatever it is it's just not working so mm-hmm. even if you want to try rebranding or doing something different maybe it's just got to be led by somebody else yeah, well, I mean, think about it. If you want, if you had a restaurant and you had a head chef that created the menu, uh, mm-hmm. and then they left under not great circumstances, you'd want to change it. You wouldn't right. want to sit there and prepare all their food, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be things that you know, like they're going to keep, like mm-hmm. Furious. I mean, it's just such like a yeah. you know a standard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get wanting to move in a new direction, but I think it's just, it's too all over the map right now. So. Well, if anyone uh, is watching or watches this later, leave us a comment <laughs> on cool breweries in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Or... I was going to say, I feel like uh, I got to get Brenda to watch this, this episode, especially because she loves Surly. So she should have some opinions about this. Oh, and obviously about on brews. Yeah, for sure. The end of that, that would be cool because I'm one, I haven't seen Brenda in ages. I know. And two, yes, she she knows her beer. She does indeed, as does her husband, Dan. So we could uh, we could have the pair of them on to have a chat about that for sure. You know, someday maybe we'll be able to like get together outside, set up (laughs) a few cameras, and we can try a bunch of new beers together. And yes. Let's do it. That'd be very fun. Yeah. All right. Well, that has uh, nothing to do with uh, what's up <laughs> here. Um, I will mention quickly that, uh, as I alluded to before, we've been doing a bonus episode on Westworld, mm-hmm. uh, usually Tuesday or Wednesday. Westworld just concluded season three. Um, so go back on Twitch or YouTube. We're not putting those in podcast form and mm-hmm. give those a listen. If you are into Westworld, if you're not still go listen to them because we don't get to Westworld till like <laughs> 30, 40 minutes in. We talk about Absolutely. it. So <laughs> We're easily distractible. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got a lot. We don't have a, a specific focus this week. Um, but we got plenty of news and some shows we watched and stuff. So you want to, want to kick us off with, uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely will. Um, so I am one of those people who loves, uh, 
The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt um, on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. Um, It stars Ellie Kemper. um, And it is basically a show about a woman who gets abducted by a doomsday cult. Mm. And she lives in a bunker for about 12 years. She's abducted when she's like, I can't remember. It's like 14 or 16 years old. And then lives in this like underground bunker with four other women for 12 years. And then finally gets rescued um by like a SWAT team and you know they they bring these women out and um reintroduce them to the world and she decides that she is going to uh live her life in New York City. She's like if I can make it there I can make it anywhere and I I just want to be around people and you know out in the open and stuff like that. So it's a hilarious show of you know kind of a woman finding her way um after you know like readapting to the world after being underground <laughs> and only seeing three other women for 12 years yeah. um wow and it, it yes it's very funny um and it ran for four seasons and then it was kind of unceremoniously canceled um after four seasons like the the show had wrapped up mostly but they were kind of expecting a fifth season to really um finish everything out and that didn't happen so what they're doing is making a movie now that they're going to be releasing on Netflix May 12th. So in just a couple days here. Um, and it's called Kimmy versus the Reverend. And the Reverend is played by John Hamm. And he's the guy who kidnapped Kimmy all those years ago. Okay. He, I mean, it's not a, a role you would generally think of for John Hamm. If you've ever seen him in like Mad Men or whatever. Um but he plays a, a character called Reverend John Wayne, Gary Wayne. And he he just kills it. He's so funny. Yes, Reverend Wayne, Gary Wayne. He's so funny. Um, I love him. So, so yeah, he kind of pops back up into Kimmy's life one more time right before she's about to get married um, to her dream man, who's an Eastern European prince played by Daniel Radcliffe. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, <laughs> he wasn't in the show at all. So okay. he's just kind of coming in for this movie bit, bit here, but should be pretty fun. Um, you know, I, I've seen Daniel Radcliffe do like the whole, um, uh, what is it? It's the, I can, I'm only thinking of the second half of the title, Dark Ages, but it's the. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, oh miracle workers miracle workers um so yeah so he's got great comedic chops obviously so i can't wait to see him bring that to this so that will be released on netflix richard wayne gary wayne thank you alan john wayne gary wayne goodness (laughs) had too many sips of my cosmo already um richard wayne gary wayne yep i've heard um uh yeah i've heard lots of good things about Kimmy Schmidt. I actually had tried it once and wasn't a fan um, just off the first episode. So um, I never yeah, it and, it's um, it's kind of a lot. Like the the first episode is just it's kind of you really have to stick with it. I think for a couple episodes because the first one can be very overwhelming. It's very like wacky and offbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you when, once you kind of settle in and you get a feel for like the world that they're building, it's really fun. Um, what and- else is she in? Ellie Kemper, The Office. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, and then it's also got the legendary Carol Kane, who obviously you know uh, from watching Hunters recently. She's Mindy from The mm. Hunters. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and from so much more than that, but just sure. bringing up like a recent topical reference. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's fun. Definitely, definitely give that show a try. And I'm excited to watch the penultimate movie. Cool. Nice. Well, um, speaking of unbreakable, at least in terms of armor, we got <laughs> that supposedly is coming yes. back. Um, I heard some complaints on this because so the Mandalorian TV series tackles a different Mandalorian than Boba Fett. Right. But um, the actor that plays Django Fett and then who then being there all clones, um, <laughs> Boba Fett, right. is supposedly coming back for season two. Right. I saw that. Coming into the picture for a season two of Mandalorian. So yes. um, he could be a clone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that they've specifically said it's going to be Boba Fett. Yeah, um, they sort of alluded to like Boba Fett is back, mm-hmm. but in not like a very, but just because everybody like visualizes him that way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily certain that it is Boba Fett. It, it would have been nice. Um, Unless Alan knows what we don't know. <laughs> no, he's saying the actor name there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Timur Morrison. Morris. Yeah. Um, I agree with, uh, I think someone from IGN was saying it would be nice considering how they kept Baby Yoda a secret or the child um, that we would have had Boba Fett as a secret too. As a surprise, sure. Yeah. But uh, they did allude to him in the first season. Sure. So I I agree. It would have been really fun, but it's Mm -hmm. so much harder, I think, keeping an actor under wraps on a set. Exactly. So I feel like they were just trying to be like, we don't want this to leak, so we'll just like announce it and it'll be a thing and people will be excited. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it, but it's a bummer because it's it is so hard to hide those things. Yep. Anymore. It'll be interested. I mean, John Favreau is the one hope left for Star Wars at this point. What? Uh, what about Taika Waititi? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, we were yeah. just talking about him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But yeah, I mean, for for existing Star Wars things that are happening now, I, yeah. I, yeah, there is I there is a lot of um, anticipation that they'll be able to get John Favreau in the role to head up Lucasfilm. And really, I don't know that that's going to happen. Uh, it would be a really big shakeup. It would but... be. I don't. Mm. I don't know. I feel like John Favreau is a little bit nomadic. You know, he. Yeah. I don't know that he would want to stay in something that I know. permanent. I know, but I mean, if they throw enough money at him, I don't know. I mean, yeah, who knows? I, I mean, I'm just speculating. Mm-hmm. I obviously don't, you know, have a close relationship with John Favreau and know how his mind works. It just sounds like but... a, there's right a duality right now in Lucasfilm. Yeah. Like, sort mm-hmm. of a, like a clashing of two sides of the company. And he's right. like working hard to have his vision for Mandalorian. And then sort of the story group is working hard to have their vision for the rest of the universe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything Star Wars has got to be intermingled now. It's all got to work together and stuff. Right. Um, but it sounds like supposedly there's some conflict in like um, production, wanting specific things of John Favreau and John Favreau not wanting to have, you know, include those things and mm-hmm. kind of. 
inner chaos that we'll probably never know if it was, if it's true or not, I guess, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got to, they've got to be careful to balance it because those kinds of things can drive people away. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? Like trying to micromanage too heavily or, you know, be too prescriptive and say, you know, you have to do this. Um, yep. and I think John Favreau especially is not fond of that. Yeah sort of style like you say he goes um, his own way he does a variety of things yeah right and i think it's partially why he left like the iron man series mm -hmm. it's because he was feeling marvel was being a little too controlling sure so yeah. interesting yeah so, i mean so yeah it could go either way he could be like you know i want to leave now because of this or it could be a you know i want to take it all over so that i'm just the yeah. boss and i can just do whatever i want to do yeah it's a good know? point i mean i wasn't going to bring up uh, Microsoft, but I guess it kind of, or sorry, Sony, but I guess it kind of goes into our next topic. Just sure. Sony has been having a lot of turnaround, you know, mm -hmm. and the question is yeah. why is all that one, their one gaming company, Naughty Dog has lost a number of people now and they have their current, um, debacle and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely, it, it it's fascinating. These inner like power struggles and like when they say creative differences is like the one be all catch all thing <laughs> it it's is like, kind of is true a lot but that entails a lot of backstabbing a lot i think yes know? not just whenever well, somebody says that it makes me think about like the most cited reason for divorce is irreconcilable differences and that's just such like a broad <laughs> nothing term yeah. Oh, I want to, I still want to bring up a topic we're talking about later. They'll tease it now. Okay. <laughs> uh, housewives, because I'll get back oh, to yeah. that, um, that, that thing later. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, creative differences can mean a range of things. Yes. Usually that, you know, I mean, it, I feel like you can sort of infer that somebody's being too controlling in a relationship when they say mm -hmm. creative differences. Um, but yeah, that's yep. tough. Well, uh, and other controversy, uh, Microsoft is getting sued over yeah. stick drift, uh, much like Nintendo did. Um, mm -hmm. Supposedly, someone has found out the kind of how controller controllers wear. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it's enough people to warrant a, a lawsuit at this okay. point. So we'll see how they respond. Nintendo responded, I guess, quickly by offering... Um, replacements or repairs or whatever on their joy cons quickly mm. uh, we'll see how microsoft responds i was gonna say it sounds like that's all they have to do too you know just take care of it yeah and there's there's no point in i think when you get enough people reporting something like that there's no point in like trying to drag it out and fight it and just like cheat people out because I, I feel like microsoft sometimes already fights for gamers you know to like get gamers to them it's been, I mean, it's a tough, um, it's, well, it's a tough thing to like, know. I mean, ultimately usually these companies, they know the statistics on a lot of this stuff. I think on controllers, it's less so probably. Um, mm -hmm. but it's hard to, I think, filter out the noise because everything has a rate of failure. Oh, you know, sure. Every yeah. product. And so there's, uh, you know, anything you look at, there will be complaints that people buy this thing. This is junk, whatever, have problems. Right, and right. Knowing that real number of when it's enough with a large enough percentage right. that you need to, to act and it's beyond like the, just the, the normal. Right. That's tough. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, I think it's at least easier to tell when when it's a number of people complaining of the same issue, not and not just you know being specific about it and not just saying like, oh, this controller's junk. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's that's not descriptive. And then I feel like you can ignore those type type of like, mm-hmm. well, this is just general complaints. But you know, when people start complaining about like a specific issue they're having, it's like, okay, well, let's monitor this and see you know, mm-hmm. how many people report the same issue? Well, like for me, for, um, you know, I don't know, it's a, it's an abusive relationship I have with Microsoft. Um, <laughs> but they, it's the, not to like, uh, put the belittle actual abusive relationships, but <laughs> it's, it's sick what I do. And, um, the, um, the, problems I've had mm-hmm. with not only Microsoft products, but with specifically with Xbox has yeah. been vast and extreme sure. and ter- compared to other things. So like I realized some of this stuff where I had went through this period where our Xbox one controllers kept disconnecting just in the middle of gameplay, yeah. disconnect and they would That's not bad. reconnect. And then I looked it up and it was a, a, pretty widespread problem or so it seemed mm-hmm. but it's been something that's enough that it's been addressed you know and now they just work but i mean it, it's um yeah it's maybe one of those they yeah did address it? <laughs> no, oh yeah well no, maybe they didn't address it <laughs> no no I, yeah. I it's um i think it's just the particular frequency that frequency they choose to use yep. for the controller it gets interference from other things and it's like, well, okay, that's weird. It's my something weird on my end, you know. But none of my other systems have this problem. Right. Well, like, and ever. it's something you shouldn't have to like think that hard about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I think they're on a better path now, and I think that the current Microsoft will probably respond um, in a customer-friendly manner. Good. So. Um, in other torturous activities I'm doing in the Microsoft regards. I am going to try out the Surface Buds for everyone. I know this isn't a tech podcast, but um, just mention it quickly. I'm a big AirPod user and they work great, um, really, really well. But I want to see what these offer, um, if they're more comfortable, um, mm-hmm. how well they stay in my ears. So and do you have they, them now or order? I don't. They I pre-ordered. They release on the 12th. So oh, okay. And then, and is a big day. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it and buds. Um, so I'll probably try them on this podcast. You can tell me if they look. I'll pull my hair back so you'll be able to tell if they look silly, <laughs> like like gauges or. Sure. <laughs> so, um, that's that. I guess we were going to go over a little bit of um, what we're watching maybe um just update you on some shows we've been uh checking a look at yeah i'm uh, i'm kind of all over the map right now i'm i'm feeling back in the swing of binge watching um, oh that was quick yeah i know i know i, I wasn't feeling it <laughs> and then i i watched a couple good shows and was just like yeah that's right there's like i think i was maybe sort of I tried a couple new shows that I hadn't really liked and was just kind of feeling like, ah, oh, you know, I'm like surfing yeah. through some endless content and I'm not finding what I want. So, you know, I was just sort of feeling dispirited about that. Yeah. Um, but now, so I binge watched uh, Dead to Me season one 
in anticipation of season two that just came out this Friday, yesterday. Oh. Um, and it is fantastic. Okay. If if you uh, are thinking about it, have heard of it, if anybody wants to give it a try, definitely do it. Um, Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini are hilarious together. They're, they do this sort of like buddy routine throughout season one um, as they're trying to solve the mystery of who killed Christina Applegate's husband in a hit and run. And it's, it's so funny. It's so great. Um, so I, I highly recommend that. And I'm only one episode into season two, but it's, it's starting out strong. It's like just as good okay. um, as season one. So, so far pleasantly surprised. Um, and if there are any uh, like old school X-Men nerds out there, James Marsden is in it nice. as well. And he, he is like a bumbling idiot, but also kind of perfect. So. Does that count as old school X-Men fan? I mean, are um, we that old yet? <laughs> I mean, kind of. I guess. I, 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 I still think of X-Men when I think of like the very first X-Men, because that was one of my sure. favorites, you know, like the original X-Men yeah. out of all the, the, movies, the uh yeah. yeah all the superhero things i think we talked about this early on the podcast how important that movie was to superhero movies yeah, I think, exactly yeah. exactly so i uh i have a, i have a lot of issues with some of the uh the subsequent x-men movies um and i just i don't think that that unfortunately they've gotten any better as they've been rolling along there's uh days of future past is probably my second out of like the whole you know older slash okay. newer reboot interesting um, that's a yeah. conversation to have yes um, we should we should i mean obviously like the x-men cartoon is my ultimate favorite out of all the x-men but if we're going to talk like live action um i the, just I can't, I can't unsee patrick stewart as professor xavier do you know what i mean like he just is yeah. to me yeah so well, that, that to me was of, like a good blend of like the new, like interesting, you know, re, re, younger cast coming in as X-Men and then like bringing it back yeah. a little bit. Well, another allusion to, or like, uh, I don't know what you call it, <laughs> but um, Housewives later, oh, they yeah. played that game the other week where it was game, quote unquote game say like what you thought of a person when they first met him or something like oh, that Oh right yes yeah that my game. my first impression of you was very positive <laughs> because right away i knew that you liked x-men and particularly gambit yes that's right so i'm thinking that's in my right. head chris you've got a good one here like <laughs> keeper just, keeper yep <laughs> so yes yeah, the, yes cartoon gambit is my favorite um not that you know they didn't try to do something with him recently, but um, in the live mm -hmm. action movies, but I mean, it just, it wasn't working. And I can't, I still can't stress enough how excited I am that Channing Tatum is not going to be playing Gambit. I, I just, know it's, yeah. I, it just, it doesn't work in my brain at all. I can't see him with the accent. He doesn't look anything like Gambit. Nope. Yeah. Alan so. says Nightcrawler. Do you, oh, Alan, do you like Nightcrawler. Um, Nightcrawler from the films as portrayed by Alan Cumming, or do you prefer the cartoon variant or just something from the comics? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I was I, like, I, I thought Alan Cumming did a good job. I mean, he did. Yeah, I think he did what, what you could there. 
Um, right. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have like a, a huge role in a whole lot of stuff, but for the time, I mean, that opening, I think it's an X-Men too, when they show yeah. him and he's like breaking in, in the white house. So good. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But I liked I him. I played a character kind of like him. Uh, now that I think about it in D and D once, um, sort of the, you know, he's very religious, but has to come to terms with the violence he has to do. Mm -hmm. Um, to people that he'd rather really rather not so yeah i mean it's a it's sort of an interesting concept in like x2 because nightcrawler's not aware of what he just did you know like he knows he did something wrong and horrible by trying to attack the president oh he, in the yes yes the but in that in that instance you know mm -hmm. he doesn't he's not aware that he was like doing that and he wasn't exactly in control of himself at that point yep so X-Men, I mean, when it comes to comics, X-Men have been my favorite. So yeah, we should talk about the film sometime because we should. I mean, yeah, it's I should go back and rewatch some of them because I, I think I probably would find them better than some of my memory, even though, you know, there there are some I parts mean, that I can't reconcile. But <laughs> West, look, Westworld just ended. We got our bonus episode. We were just talking about right. that we should we can maybe move to the boys, but we can always do an X-Men rewatch too. I mean that's true. It, you know, some of those things would be like, yeah, that's very 90s, you know. But we might see the influences of superhero movies today and I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, I mean I think I think early X-Men um did suffer from being very grounded in its time, you know, of, of like the nineties and things like that. Um, but I don't know that unfortunately later X-Men made any improvements. Yeah. Do you know, like, even though they don't feel as, as dated as older X-Men do, um, I don't know that like anything better happened to the films. Not having a re rewatched them in many years um i think the it comes down to the best there are three films that are the best in the x-men franchise okay. franchise if you uh okay well i was gonna say if you don't count the deadpool movies but you kind of have to count the deadpool movies right well you kind of do because they do have more than deadpool yeah so you know in what that, I mean? like they have other mutants they're in, in that it, universe so. yeah yeah so I'd have to say X-Men yeah, 2. I would have to recalibrate based yeah. on Deadpool. <laughs> All right. This is gonna be another rabbit hole. We're gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna say because we got other things to talk about and X-Men movies we do. Is a lot, there's a lot there. So but you're... okay, so we're gonna plan on an X-Men episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> um other things you're watching. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Wow. What a, what a tangent from dead to me season two <laughs> through X-Men and Deadpool. Um, so the other things I'm watching right now, I just finished, uh, never have I ever by Mindy Kaling. She's the executive producer on that show. Um, and it's about, um, a young high school Indian girl, um, who unfortunately, I, I mean, sort of spoilery, but you, you learn this within the first 10 minutes of the episode. So I don't feel like I'm giving too much away here. Um, you learn that in the past year, her father died very suddenly of a heart attack um, at her school's like spring orchestra concert, like while she was playing. So she's traumatized by that. And she becomes so traumatized by kind of like watching him die in front of her that for a while she uses, she lo loses the use of her legs. Oh. Um, 
Yes. It's just psychosomatic. She just, you know, she just her she can't deal with the trauma. So her body just sort of responds by, you know, the, in, in this kind of strange way. Um, but then she regains the use of her legs um, over the summer and then now is going to like start a new school year, hoping to put all of this like past trauma behind her. And from the way I just described it, I know it doesn't sound like it, but it actually yeah. is a comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it deals with some very real, like dark, heavy material, but it's kind of dealt with in the fashion of somebody who's, you know, kind of like struggling through kind of, you know, figuring out her way, you know, does some crazy stuff to try and move past it. It doesn't work. And she eventually has to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but very well written, great ensemble cast. And I've, I've really loved like a lot of things that Mindy Kaling has been doing recently. Like her uh, recent movie, Late Night is one of my favorite new movies. Okay. Um, also because I love Emma Thompson. So anything she oh, does is just like sure. gold for me. Um, so I watched that. And then I'm also watching Mindy Kaling's new show or newish show, Champions, um, which is about a, a former baseball player who finds out he has like this gay son who's auditioning for this prestigious New York City, you know, performing arts school and just mm. kind of suddenly has to take him in. Um, so that's that's kind of okay right now, but it's okay. a lighter note that I'm kind of enjoying right now. Um, and then to switch kind of completely, I'm watching um, a little bit of anime as well, a movie and a show, um, a show called Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun which is a cute little like slice of life high school uh, show where a girl likes this guy and he's super into like creating manga. So she learns how to do um, uh, uh, some of the illustration work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so that she can help him produce the manga that he's working on and just like spend time with him. Um, so that's kind of really a cute, another cute, show that's just a little bit lighter and fun um and then i just started a little bit of the um violet evergarden movie which is okay. like the follow-up to the first season of the show so what's that other violet evergarden thing that's on netflix there's like a there's like a side story or something there's three violet evergarden things on netflix oh i didn't know that yeah i have to look at that i only know of the two so, so what I'm watching is Eternity and the Auto Memory Doll. Okay. Um, so that's that's the movie that I know of, and then I of mm -hmm. course watched the first season of Violet Evergarden, but I didn't know that there was a third thing. What's the third thing called? I don't I don't remember, but it's there. Violet Evergarden. Search that, and it's like it's like a it's like an offshoot, a specific, um, you know, they get sent on um, on assignment, and it seems like this okay. is. A, cover is one specific assignment so sure okay well like on that note um this upcoming week we're planning to talk all about Violet evergarden very yeah. spoilery so everybody um please look forward to that and um <laughs> it's uh it should be good it's such a beautiful show it it's is. really gorgeous it is um, and uh, so yeah I'm, I think I'm working they do, my way through that. I think they do the first season well, like with the story reveal. You know, they mm -hmm. they take you through like this really beautiful and moving story in a really interesting way. And they save some great surprises mm -hmm. um, towards the end that really are impactful. 
They're not just like, you know, surprises to be surprises. They're, yeah. they're great parts of the story. Ash is excited because some of the um, uh, voice actors in that mm-hmm. are voice actors in her Persona 5 game. Oh, cool. Those voice actors are yeah. in a lot of things and yeah. uh, including this. So, well, they um, good projects to be involved in. Yeah. It's half the battle sometimes. Yep. So, yeah, I'm watching that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Very beautiful show. I'm, I'm pushing to get it, get it done by Wednesday. <laughs> um, and I'm also, it's been a little while. Uh, work has slowed me down, but I, it's been a little while, sure. but I've been watching My Hero Academia yet. It's a really fun right. one that I don't feel like I have to, um, like I don't forget anything. I can take a break from it and come back in and it's still, it's still good. Um, and then Rick and Morty just uh, started up again. That's right. It's a real trippy kind of episode. Um, <laughs> it, it moves fast. It's It's Rick and Morty for sure. <laughs> and Alan had talked about another um, by those guys, uh, Solar Opposites. I don't want to try that yet. I right. have it set to record on uh, Justin Roland. Yeah, I've um, heard some good things about that as well. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to. I just, I just love that. It's, uh, whatever their attitude or style is, it's a lot of fun. So, um, and then last night. Last night, Ashley and I were partying. Um, it was, uh, and <laughs> one of those party things was Promare. Okay. Um, so you did so watch it? Yep. Watch that. Um, for those that didn't catch it earlier, um, that is by Trigger, the anime uh, studio behind Kill a Kill mm-hmm. and Gurren Lagann. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they they have a, a certain flair and a certain aesthetic for sure. And that is very present here. Okay. Um, music is great. Um, the like use of color and the insane animation is great. Ashley didn't think she was going to like it to start because there right. is some mech stuff and she's not a mech person. Right. But she loved it. Okay. She loved it. Uh, it's got a like a a true. It's not a ton of like original ideas mm-hmm. um, or themes, but they're done in their own unique wacky way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it's just a heartwarming, compelling story wrapped up in this glorious like kaleidoscope of intense. You know, if if weed is legal in your state. <laughs> This is what you, this is what you watch. This is what wow. you watch while you're. <laughs> um, so yeah, I recommend, I recommend it highly okay. for sure. It's a, it's a, it's a fun film. It sometimes um, anime and I mean, any show like gets this thing where they're trying to stretch out, you know, whatever their narrative is and being in this movie, in this compact space, it's, it's just as, as effective without the bloat. Okay. So. Um, other party things we did last night, um, and kind of shifting into video games here now is the, the Fortnite party Royale concert. So they kind of, I mean, they've been over time slowly doing concerts within Fortnite. And now since the quarantine ish stuff, they, they did one with Travis Scott, which was a bigger interactive thing, which 
not a big fan of Travis Scott necessarily. I don't know anything about him, but the, <laughs> it looked really cool. Kylie Jenner's baby daddy. Oh, okay. Okay. That's I how know I know that. Travis Scott truly. Okay. <laughs> um, and since then, now they've created, which I think is a brilliant, brilliant idea, a uh -huh. game mode of Fortnite called Party Royale. Okay. And um, you open the game, which is free. You open Party Royale mode and you can go in, you can grab like paint cannons and like dark guns or whatever. You can't, can't hurt anyone, all this stuff. And sure. people play a concert and it's a lot better in ways than people setting up some sad scene in their basement to like do a, their DJ, DJ set. Sure. Um, <laughs> where this is like in game. And to me, right. they had some good artists I was interested in this time. So it was Dylan Francis, Steve Aoki and Dead Mouse. Oh yeah, and, definitely. Um, yeah, I I tweeted for the first time in a while today or whatever. I should retweet it from our page. Um, some couple screenshots I took. Um, we'll do and, right now, uh, actually. And you Happening can live on camera. Nice. <laughs> but I encourage you to go like watch it on IGN or watch your favorite streamer uh, during it and stuff if if you're interested in those artists and make sure you oh, keep yeah. up on. They rebroadcasted cool. re it um, this uh, today, uh, Saturday at, um, in the afternoon. And uh, yeah, just keep an eye out. I think it's a, it's a great way. You can jump in with your friends or whatever on voice chat if you want to enjoy it that way. We just turn it up. Otherwise, Dead Mouse took off his helmet. What? I know what? he did. Yeah, I don't know if he's done this. He's done this before. I hadn't heard like this being news, but to me, it was news to me. So I was like, "That's wow, awesome!" Yeah. Um, and I wore my. Speaking of X Men earlier, I wore my Psylocke skin. Oh, nice. Okay. So. Um. So yeah, that I, that's like a fun Friday night. It was, you know, yeah, we, yeah. So we watched this, we watched some other music videos and then mm -hmm. uh, watched Promare and it, yeah, it's a good, good time. Definitely. Way to unwind and kind of have a, like a fun Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a heads up and again, in other video game news, um, mm -hmm. there's been a sale on Assassin's Creed games on Xbox. I'm assuming it's on PlayStation as well. I just haven't checked. Sure. Um, but it's, it's a amazing. great sale. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when you texted me about it. And um, I mean, I know you said there was like a sale, but I just wasn't expecting things like, oh, this is normally, you know, $59.99. And now it's like $14.99. Yeah. You know, it's just things crazy. are like 40 <laughs> to $70 off, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really excellent. So if mm -hmm. you're uh, thinking about playing Assassin's Creed, which I highly recommend, do it. Are you guys going to get now. any of them? Yeah, we're just uh, we just went through um, what we have already to see what we don't have, so we can buy. Okay. Um, I can't remember which one we're getting because I just I mix so many of them up. Um, well, in their titles, but I know we're getting at least one. Okay, I'm, uh, um, I'm guessing the sale's done tomorrow. Yes, That's my I'm thinking. Um, and or um, perhaps by weekend end. Yeah. Yeah, one of the two for sure. So um, jump on it. Right. Jump on it. Jump on <laughs> it. Speaking of concerts. Jump yeah. on it. <laughs> um, I so I got Assassin's Creed Origins. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife, therefore, we both got Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to play Origins. She's going to okay. play Odyssey. That's what she's doing right now. Nice. And we were talking yeah. in the car and how Assassin's Creed has been a blind spot for us in the gaming. Mm-hmm. In gaming. Okay. Um, but we love Witcher and Assassin's Creed seems to have been moving in a more open world rpg fashion Mm -hmm. and so we're going to give these a try i'm very into egyptian ancient egyptian stuff yes and her being we can't do like our um mediterranean trip she's gonna go the mediterranean oh yeah (laughs) replacement mediterranean for her (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so we're gonna do a thing where i told her to take notes um each episode we're gonna tell you something we learned from okay. Assassin's Creed about the culture or the mythology or whatever. Okay. And not going to fact check it. Um, <laughs> we're just going to like, we're, Assassin's Creed is reality. We're just going sure. with it. Yeah, no, so, buy in, you know, buy in. We'll tell you, you all will believe it and tell other people that we'll just believe it and we're good. I um, like it. Yeah. So if I encourage you, if you get one, I mean, firstly, we should definitely we could do episodes on what we experienced or something i was gonna say we should all at least be playing a different one right now because i've i've been really um i think thorough and consistent every you know kind of christmas when a new one comes out i've bought one for chris because that's that's that was kind of his like big um game that he first got interested in like when we started dating so Mm -hmm. um i knew how much he loved that so i kept buying him all of those so we we i know we have i would say at least 80 percent of them okay um but i haven't played them because it's mostly been him but i should i should pick one and play one and then we should all just do it you know i frankly don't want to like i talked i thought about streaming it on our gaming channel um Gamecast on the rocks, but I really don't want to. Like, I want to experience, not have any pressure, and experience this open world that I can just kind of, yeah. You know, maybe I will do some clips or something. Sure. But there's something we could talk about just doing. Um, you know, and if anyone's watching, um, um, like, let us know if you'd like an episode where we just talk about our different experiences and the games we're playing, and if we're all in Assassin's Creed right, right now. Or if you have a, a favorite Assassin's Creed game that you'd now recommend for me, because I'll be I'll be picking one, but yeah, know, if somebody has thoughts about like a really good one I should try. Because I've only played two. Okay. No. I've I've played parts of others, but thoroughly consistently played two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, now is a good time. We're gonna go into the summer and like you don't have a PlayStation, so the PlayStation titles won't be in your um in your purview there or whatever and so um we can get these kind of under wraps before cyberpunk comes out right you know and that will kind of be be a a palette cleanser before (laughs) the next assassin's creed exactly before it comes out yeah yeah so anyways there's that um you'd found this summer oh go ahead I was going to say, speaking, if we want to transition, speaking of Valhalla, um, you know, they, they obviously there was a a major demonstration and introduction of Valhalla on this Thursday, May 7th. Um, that was part of the summer game fest series. It was kind of their kickoff event, um, that was happening. And, uh, before we get into that, 
the next event is happening on May 12th. Like we said, a big day. Um, and it's called surprise number one. And it's going to be a brand new game reveal with Jeff Keeley. And that's honestly nice. about all I know about it, but you can tune in. Um, if you sign up on their website, they've got like a summer game fest schedule section. Um, you can sign up for that to get notifications, add those things to your calendar. I did it to mine so that I, I know what's going to be happening on May 12th and what nice. new game they're going to reveal. Yeah. Well, you know, like, so the kickoff event was the Xbox event this week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, did you get to watch that? I did. Yes. Um, <laughs> what do you think for a kickoff? For um, summer, fest, summer game fest. It, there were, yeah, it was mixed for me. There were, there were good moments and bad moments. Um, I think, and not to reiterate too much or, you know, kind of beat a dead horse kind of thing, but there wasn't a whole lot of gameplay and they had it build as this big, like, we're going to reveal the gameplay to you kind of event. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, disappointing for sure. There were a lot of complaints about that and I, I get it. You know, like if you're looking forward to like, what is this actually going to look like for you, the player? You didn't see that a whole lot. Yep. Um, you just kind of saw a lot of trailers. Did you see cool trailers? Heck yeah. Like there mm -hmm. were some very cool games that I thought, you know, came up and, and were teased. Um, and I especially enjoyed some of the interviews that they did, you know, with creators, with writers, with producers, um, you know, with composers. Um so that, that was really fun for me to kind of remember like, yeah, this is like this massive production and it takes so many people to build a game. You know, it kind of reminded me of the human effort that's behind producing a game. So that was kind of fun for me. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get that there were disappointments for sure. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft is sometimes really, really co a remarkably terrible at communication. <laughs> um or like mixed messaging right um and uh, yeah i mean everybody seems to have that consensus that the issue was the way in which this was advertised and i right. don't they even said like oh my god tune in for tons of gameplay yes. it was just, hey this is a first look at any gameplay on the series x yep and technically we kind of got that but we, we got um, like two not even two minutes, like a minute of that right at the beginning, I thought. Yeah. And then. I mean, if it, it don't, I think that um, they should have, they've controlled the story enough about next gen at this point. Mm -hmm. They could have waited till they were ready to really like drop the hammer and showcase their yeah. own first party stuff at this yeah. point. If they couldn't get any giant reveals, mm -hmm. you know, then just wait because right. you've already had enough information out there. I agree. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're on a, they're fighting their way back, um, in the gamer in gamers eyes. So play, pulling stuff like everything that has the tiny text on the bottom, this is in work development, you know, we're, this is representative of what we imagine gameplay will be like. <laughs> No, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not, um, 
if yeah. they had if they had marketed this differently because there were right. some big there were some cool things some cool games right and i think it's a bigger deal like the yakuza game they showcased there that looked um, amazing all of a sudden say or uh they seem to have a good relationship with sega and mm -hmm. they've gotten the yakuza games on game pass mm -hmm. and so if they're going to get this yakuza game day and date um with playstation and stuff that's great news for them right and for xbox fans yeah, just I agree. Just there were there were cool things to be revealed here. Um, mm -hmm. but I think it got overshadowed by the fact that people felt that, you know, they kind of pulled their punches and just like, you know, did a little bit of misdirection and sort of false advertising and saying, This is gonna be gameplay that we're gonna yep. show you. And it wasn't. And I think you just you just have to own that and just say, like, listen, we don't have gameplay ready yet. We might have like a little sneak preview of some things. Like I said, I think there was like a minute of gameplay early on and then um, later on with the other uh, Japanese focused game where it was like a psycho kinetic soldier. I cannot remember the title oh, right now. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Uh, Scarlet something or- Right. Um, it's by Bandai Namco, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so there was there were moments, but it just it wasn't the extensive gameplay that people were expecting from the way that it had been hyped. So just just be straightforward and then people won't be focused on the fact that they're so disappointed that you didn't mm -hmm. deliver. And in to their credit, uh, Microsoft did come out and kind of acknowledge this. Yes. So not many others, other companies today would probably do that. They did right. come out and say, you know, hey, we're, we're sorry. <laughs> right. But you don't have to apologize if you didn't, you know, make the mistake yeah. in the first place, I think so. I'm very excited for this upcoming console generation stuff and see what, I mean, yeah. I'm really interested what the drama, if there's any credibility to the drama behind Sony and mm -hmm. uh, what's going on there. And right. we'll be, yeah, I, hopefully this uh, next surprise for Summer Game Fest um, on Tuesday, I think there is, yep. um, adds more, is, uh, is delivers more. So. Yes. Um, well, I'm going to take just a short break here, mm -hmm. be back in like for our Twitch viewers in like <laughs> a minute or two minutes, get, get new refreshments, That's right. run to the fridge and grab a snack, <laughs> that kind of thing if you need to. And, um, stick around if you're interested. So this is going to lose most of you anyways, we're going to find, you know, like a very different Andy, tone after the yeah, break. Yeah. You tweet it Andy from Bravo right now. Uh, we're, we're getting into housewives right now. You can hear our thoughts. So right after, right after this break, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Popcast on the Rocks. This is episode 17. We just got done talking <laughs> about all kinds of craziness and shenanigans and gaming stuff. And I mean, you're going to have to go back and listen if you missed it all. <laughs> it's uh, so much great content. But it's a now, wealth of information for sure. It is. It is. That's why I'm thinking like maybe we need to separate, you know, we get some of our move our game talk to <laughs> a separate thing because... Well, especially I think with uh, like we were talking about Summer Game Fest, you know, kind of being mm -hmm. this sort of four month bonanza of, you know, like, let's look at new games. Let's look at new content. Let's look at new gameplay. You know, kind of what yep. are we doing? 
maybe we do. I mean, yeah. maybe it's kind of big right now. Yep. Yeah. And with new, yeah, new generation coming, is, mm -hmm. there's always something to talk about there. Absolutely. But um, in other topics that uh, where the cast spans many generations at times, <laughs> sometimes older generations, we got Real Housewives to talk right. about. Bravo, Real Housewives. Um, oh, the viewer count is shooting up. We just uh, got so many viewers <laughs> right now. Um, Beverly Hills, Housewives of Beverly yes. Hills, your staple. What do you think this week? Um, I thought there was so much unnecessary drama and, and I felt that truly in a way that was like, like it felt like they were reaching a little bit for some drama. Um, you know, first off with Teddy's retreat, um, I, I kind of, you know, kind of had a little bit of notes here before, before I get into like the weirdness. Um, I did like to see before Teddy's retreat happened, Sutton finally to me was like a human being. Sure. Like yeah. I haven't liked her a lot and I still don't know that I like her, but her kind of moment of like, I feel really insecure right now. I feel bad that like I said some things to Teddy and I tried to apologize, but I'm still not, you know, feeling like it's sitting right. And then her total loss and what to do during the fitness sections of the retreat where she was trying to box and she was just like, how does everybody know what to do? And I don't know what to do. I at least felt like she was a human being for once, mm -hmm. um, which yep. was nice. It was a nice break after like, you know, the first three episodes of just Sutton being like a total bitch. Yep. So uh, I yep. was relieved to see that, you know, I was like, all right, I can tolerate you for a little bit. Crocodile tears. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, the tears were a little much, but I, but I got the feeling of it at least. Yeah. She uh, is probably where a lot of this stems from is her insecurity. You know, yeah, she's probably pretty insecure on one thing or another. And so she, you know, puts up whatever wall and I'm a total bitch and I got to brag about the money and brands that I have and stuff. And she's just uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe. It, it, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but whatever way she's, you know, coming across has just been terrible yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> for the first couple of episodes. So it was nice to sort of like see her as a, as a regular person. Yep. Um, so the retreat, um, you know, everybody kind of got there that was going to go, um, and it was fine. And then Dorit showed up and Kyle decided to pick a fight with her. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really didn't understand the impetus for this fight. You know, like I didn't understand why she, and, and Dorit's not always my favorite housewife. So, you know, like I was sort of surprised that I immediately was like very defensive on Dorit's behalf. But I, I just didn't understand like the, the way she was upset because Dorit arrived late to this retreat. But Dorit like said from the get go, she was like, I'm not going to be there for the whole retreat. I'm yeah. going to arrive late. You know what I mean? Like if she right. hadn't said that initially right away, I would have been like, Kyle, totally get it. Like it's super rude to be late. I hate lateness. But the fact that she was just like, I'm going to be late. And Teddy was like, sure, that's fine. I really didn't understand. It was supposed like to why this is an issue. Teddy, though fumbling it, was trying to tell everybody, come and go as you please. Be there if you right. love. 
all this stuff. <laughs> and so Dorit just, I'm going to come late. I'm going to say hello and visit and get a massage. And then I'm going to go like that's then, you know, dinner. And then like, that's, and that's what I was going to be. She didn't want right. to clearly Dorit exercises. So. Well, right. Yeah. Like, she's not, not in shape. Yeah. So <laughs> she didn't want to do it there or whatever, you know, and they're giving her a hard time about her Instagram fashion shoot beforehand or something. Well, right. It's what she decided to do. Like lay off. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was a little weird that her defense was I have a life. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, yeah, like an Instagram photo shoot isn't like your busy life. Like I get that. Dorit does get defensive and like say <laughs> nonsensical things sometimes. Right. Like it was, it was a little like misdirectional to be like, oh, it was my busy life. And I had to drop yeah. the kids off at school. Like right. that's some shit. But, but I mean, it never needed to come up because I don't, great- I still don't understand why Kyle was just like, you need to explain to us where you were. It's like, Kyle, like, it's like, are you late because of glam? And I'm thinking, yes, she's late because of glam because Dorit always looks immaculate. Always. Every week, yeah, I'm going to take that opportunity we talk about this. Like, <laughs> like Dorit's style is just impeccable. So, well, I, I do have to say, I like her style this season much more than I did last season. I think she's just upped her, upped it. Like, to I, me, I, you, so I, you didn't, you didn't season, like I, the way she looked before? Well, okay. I, last season, I had an issue with her hair specifically Mm. not necessarily her outfits but like the whole like head full of sparkly clips i just i wasn't there for that at all Uh, and every time time i watched it i was just like i can't like i'm so distracted that was was the interview look right the confessional look okay yeah i I just i just wasn't there for that if they don't nail um, that look, then sometimes it's it's terrible because you see that so much throughout the season. Because you see it so often. Yeah. It's like yeah. sprinkled throughout every episode and you just like yep. look at it and you're like, ah. Yep. So yeah, so I, I've loved her looks a lot more this season. There was there was one other one that I wasn't quite in love with last season, but I but I have actually really liked her this season. You know, her fashion game. I, th- I thought it's been on point. I've I've always thought she was one of the, if not the most fashionable housewife, but this year mm-hmm. I feel like she took a challenge to like, I don't know, like challenge herself or something, you know, yeah. knowing that she really represents this uh, swimmer line and stuff now, whatever it is, you know, because mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, we should, we should do a thing where we rate their confessional looks or something. Ooh, okay. Right now, uh, Rena is at the bottom. Yes. Oh my God. I was just going to say that, that pink number. And then the like intense, uh, eyeshadow. eyeshadow. I can't, I can't with that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. That was the first thing that popped into my mind. I was like, I hate it. I hope my father's watching right now. Oh my God. The pink (laughs) eyeshadow. (laughs) It is really terrible though. I mean, like, I think even if you know nothing about fashion, that look is just, it doesn't work at all. And then Erica's good. ugly or anything you know what i mean like you know she's like fit and she like looks good but that that look for me is just like yeah at the bottom for sure she goes out there though and it's it's not it definitely doesn't always work so yes yeah she she does try something different which you know i always appreciate um i think obviously erica jane probably takes the most fashion risk 
mm-hmm. out of anybody, but um, Rinna really does try to do some different stuff. I'm not a fan of the, and Ashley likes it, but I'm not a fan of the like athletic chic that like athleisure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, um, it is very big right now. Yeah, I mean, look, moment. I understand the like Lululemon or whatever stuff, right? That, but you know, but the what Erica does is like track suits and stuff, you know. Yes. And I just don't like. I don't like it. You know, I just yeah. don't think it's not my thing. You know, it's yeah, not it's, shapely. It's not. It's not know. particularly mine either, but I don't know. Sometimes I I feel like with Erica Jane, I'm trying to like think like you know, maybe is she coming from a rehearsal and, you know, it's yeah. just kind of like translating that into some streetwear or something like, I don't know. Some, sometimes I try to think like, yeah, she's, she's doing uh, a look or sometimes like maybe she's just is coming from a rehearsal. I think it's just doing a look. I mean, fashions, sure. it's all about like fooling you into thinking it's something else. Yeah. Like, yeah, you <laughs> it's wear utilitarian you wear... when it's really just decorative. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wear, uh, my like kefia scarves a lot and stuff it's like most of the time that's just for looks you know it's sure. just what i want to wear but and then for work sometimes i wear them for dust you know so there yeah you go. but yeah. yeah we should like pull up images alan's gonna have to pull them up and we're gonna have to rate like <laughs> confessional looks i bet that's gonna be the favorite thing he has to do for this show yeah <laughs> just pull up housewives looks yeah I can we'll, picture we'll, his face right now. So excited. Supply <laughs> photos, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Other things. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just, I thought that was really weird that Kyle was just picking that fight and just couldn't let it go, and then sort of it ended up, um, you know, kind of hypocritically causing them to miss that whole sunset meditation and yoga. <laughs> And because they were fighting so much about it, they ended up missing that, which was like the whole point of Kyle's fight was like, you're supposed to be here and participate. And then she's the one who caused them to miss out on participating. That was a good juxtaposition that the show did, (laughs) you know, like, oh, Zen, Zen, (laughs) focus on your breathing. Yes, the the sun sets peacefully in the background as you think about, you know, your goals. And like, they're just Mm -hmm. like, ah what are you talking about you bitch well uh ashley always talks about how annoying kyle is now when she's just up teddy's butt she's just yes you know they're they're too close it's weird well that's why she acts like teddy's mom a little bit or like big sister or something do you know what Mm, i mean like she's weirdly protective yeah like this whole episode i thought was like her picking that fight with Dorit was like, you should have been here to support Teddy. And she felt like her mom or something. Yeah. And it's like, Teddy should just talk for herself. And if she said like, come, don't come, come do whatever you want to do, then you have to take that at face value. Yep. That's why like, um, the bit where, um, you know, they're talking at dinner then and stuff and they go back and show how the dinner part two. (laughs) Yeah. And they show how, yeah, they're always like at each, they're always yeah. have each other's back. If you never have, if you have a conversation, or you have a problem with either Kyle or Teddy, yes. then you automatically have a problem with the other and they yes. have to interject. Uh, yes. I still remember last season, um, you know, Dorit's trying to talk to Kyle 
Mm -hmm. um at the concert at the boy george concert and like teddy's like oh well she really means this and dreet's like can i can i just talk to her for one minute yes yeah exactly like i thought i thought pk was in the wrong right there and like dorit for defending him like was kind of in the wrong but i got what she was trying to say do you know what i mean like that was the joke scenario wasn't it like yeah it was it it was kind of a it was kind of a like poor taste joke, but it was. And I know. and I didn't love that like Dorit defended it. She should have just been like, Yeah, it was a bad joke. But I got that she was trying to talk to Kyle about it. And yeah. I was totally on her side for being like, Shut up, Teddy, you're not in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't yeah. need to interpret and you don't need to be like a weird third party mediator yeah. here. <laughs> Teddy has has gotten bad. And I mean, like yeah. I I like the first season I gave her a chance, but she's just, she's just obnoxious now. Yeah. I, I just don't, she's probably one of my least favorite housewives. To to me, this always like showcases, I mean, for whatever fake stuff there is, it amplifies Mm -hmm. real life in the, in, when you look at the wives and then the husbands so often, because the, the dudes are all like, they're excited. Hey, bro, excited to see each other. And then <laughs> the women are just over there fighting. Yeah. And then it's, uh, so I feel bad for, for them at times because for the husbands, they clearly, you mean? yeah, like particularly like, on yeah. like New Jersey and stuff, the husbands, they're just good friends. They just hang out and shoot the <laughs> they shit. They clearly like each other. And then it's awkward when their wives are fighting. And they're like, I yes. guess I can't see you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> What well, was the same thing with um, then Dorit with PK mm-hmm. and then uh, LVP yeah. and um, Ken, yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that Ken was, that was very and sad. PK are want to they want to hang out, you know, want to make this work, and right. it's, yeah. well, and honestly, I mean, you know, we don't we don't know that everything that goes on, and and yeah. maybe PK and Ken are trying to see each other, even though you know LVP is obviously not on the show anymore. Which still makes me sad, um, yep. but you know, I, I hope that they are because, yeah, I mean, you, you always can't be responsible for your partner, and you can't like choose your friendships all the time based on your partner. So, what do you um, think of when they said then um, uh, at, the dinner, at the dinner part two? Yeah, when when Kyle <laughs> is, I always stand up for my friends or whatever, and then okay. Ren is like, well, not always. I thought that was real. Like I, it was. I mean, it it just it's impossible. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you you yeah. especially in this sort of friend group where where like so many things like change different people's friendships at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Like we're not talking about you stand up for your friends against outsiders because I do that. Like anybody who doesn't know any of my friends, like I'm immediately yeah. like, yeah, I'm quick to defend my friends and like back the f off. But I mean, within a friendship, you try to be like, well, you know, you don't always see eye to eye with everyone. And if yep. people have a disagreement, sometimes you understand more somebody's perspective. That doesn't mean that you, you know, don't like the other person. Right. It just means like at that particular moment, like you're, you know, you kind of understand it one way mm-hmm. and you, you, you know, you're at, at an impasse. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was really unrealistic of Kyle to be like, I always defend my friends. And it was like, well, no, like not in this group. You can't say that. Yep. So I thought, I thought it was really real of Rinna to bring that up. Um, 
And it was just like really funny that Kyle just got super defensive about yeah. it. Um, and I thought she was really rude to Denise. Like, yeah, like back off. Leave me yeah. out of what she said exactly, but it's, I know. And Denise's thing is like, well, it's my house and my party, or whatever. Right. You know? Well, she was just trying to say, like, I'm not understanding why you're really going after Dorit right now yeah. because it seems like nobody else cares about this. Teddy especially doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So just be normal and then she was like back off you don't know and what was the shade about her party like right the the ice sculpture diamond there like who cares did it offend you in some way (laughs) it's like this is not a denise party this is like too fancy or something and it goes and then i just i don't know and to be quite honest like it's one like ice sculpture of a diamond it's not like she had like ice sculptures ringing her backyard and like you know diamond you know chandeliers over her backyard you know i don't i don't know oh it it just was really weird that she felt the need to throw shade at this one thing that was fancy the rest of it was totally chill yeah yeah i um one other thing that really bothered me in the episode was i don't know if you put in your comments too or not but Mm -hmm. um Oh, just Erica complaining, uh, like calling Denise a prude and stuff. Like, oh, I thought I was at Wild Things house. Yeah. I'm like, it's not about her. Clearly, Denise is open. Yeah, she just doesn't want to talk about crude things in front of her kids. Yeah, so I put it very abstractly in my notes when they were having that conversation about, you know, like their threesomes and like kind of lesbian moments that they were going through. And Denise was just like, can you just like wait till my kids are inside, please? Yeah. I just was totally like, reasonable. I was disappointed in Erica and that. It's like, I don't... was too. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference because, I mean, you know, Erica has a grown-up son. So if she wants to talk about like her threesome time in front of her, you know, very adult son who's now having a kid of his own, like that is super different to me than like talking in front of like Denise's 14-year-old daughter about the time that you dated a couple and had sex with a couple. Some of the That's, conversations. Yeah, that was with, that was a bit much. Do you remember Rena's conversation? She was thinking she was having like late night, uh, you know, like a nightcap with Erica and then her daughters. Wait, v- um, vaguely. And it was talking about her book. Yeah. And it would talk about like how to do different things. Yes. And yes. they're like, I just like, what is, I mean, I guess it's out there. So, right. but still, I don't know. I don't have that kind of relationship with my parents, nor do I want one. I don't no, no, I don't ever want to hear about my parents' wacky times. I mean, like, I hear about my parents' like funny drunk stories, and that's about sure. like my limit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. The, I hear about like the first date my parents had, um, they got pulled over by the cops and my mm. dad had like an open six pack in the back of the car. And, you know, like that to me is like, haha, like super funny or whatever. Yep. But I don't want to hear about like sexy times. <laughs> or the time when, when we all got pulled, when you got pulled over, Andrea. Oh yeah, bar. when somebody needed their Taco Bell <laughs> <laughs> well, to carry over from the spoiler cast talking about Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me, ma'am. You have a thing hanging on your rearview mirror. <laughs> what a lame excuse to pull you it over. Was, it was the 
work. It's clearly just you came from oh, the bar. When I right. We want to pull you over. We want to check it out. Get some money for the city because yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, that was that was absolutely the worst because I remember that that was my costume of girl with the dragon tattoo. So oh, of course yeah. I was, yeah, I was all like punked up. Like I had mm -hmm. piercings everywhere and I had this like heavy eyeliner and like black leather, everything. The look you should do all the time. You mean, <laughs> thank you. <Yeah. laughs> I did like that look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, of course it was just like, Oh my God. Like, you know, I, I look like such a troublemaker and of course mm -hmm. they're pulling me over right now. <laughs> Wasn't, was that's, that the that's night like Christmas? a funny story I would share with kids. Yeah. Wasn't that the nice night chris was supposed to drive was yes that that night? Okay. Chris, chris was supposed to drive and then ended up getting super drunk and tried to sleep it off in my car yep. and woke up and was like nope didn't work <laughs> <laughs> yep so yeah so i ended up driving because i was sober enough to drive mm -hmm. psa like no drunk driving not cool yep um but i was sober and ready to drive so that ended up being fine but yes chris was supposed to drive Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I thought that that conversation was fine and clearly like Denise has been comfortable having those conversations, yeah. you know, see last year camping Yep. where she mm -hmm. talked about her happy ending massage, but yeah, totally yep. legit to be like, listen, can my kids just go inside before we talk about this anymore? Yep. 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 Um, well, I think that covers it for Beverly Hills, but New York was also yeah. on this week and you're watching that now as well. I am. Uh, I'm trying anyway. <laughs> are you not enjoying it? I I am for the most part. It is a little bit more difficult to jump in, you know, yeah. when you, when you haven't had to build in. up. Yeah. This yeah. many seasons in, it is tough. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like mostly I can follow everything, but there are some moments when, you know, they reference older things and I'm like, oh, whoops. Yeah. Don't know what that is. <laughs> they don't take, I mean, it'd be hard to, but they don't take time to explain mm -hmm. who these people are, you right. know, and the journey they've been on or whatever, you right. know? So yeah, it's definitely, I could see it being a game of catch up. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is nice that like Leah is a new housewife. Yeah. This so I feel like there's some sort of like jumping in point for me and, you know, sort mm -hmm. of like a restart as she learns who the housewives are, I can sort of learn too. Yeah. So that's kind of nice for me, honestly. But mm -hmm. yeah, there, there are some moments that I'm just like, mm, I don't know if I'm not getting something or if this is just the way they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, I'm really hoping Leah is here to stay. I am too. I like her um, a lot. So far it's, she's good. Um, and just looking over your other notes there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, yeah, Luann with her first drink in a while, like Luann being off yeah. of probation now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think, as they were saying, I don't think Luann was an alcoholic. Like seeing mm -hmm. her in past seasons, she was not more alcoholic than any, nothing any anybody, other. I was gonna say nothing anybody else or any other housewife on any show really yeah because they're all I mean, kind of a little bit of drinkers Sonia or Tamra or yeah. you know like uh just I don't know who gets nuts or Kyle Richard yeah. you know or his sister before I was gonna, well Kim Kim is a little bit of an alcoholic yeah like to be fair <laughs> but I mean yeah. but I'm just but, thinking but of yes, other but drinkers like Kyle. yeah 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Kyle absolutely, when she has a couple of drinks, dinner just goes nuts. Yep. But the problem with Luann was that um, she got married quickly to this guy that was clearly a scumbag. Like, yeah. very obviously. Yeah. See him from a mile away, can't trust this guy. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. And, and then, shocker, he was like, with other women and doing all and whatever and Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah she got mad and had an encounter with the police one night when she was really drunk and therefore there's your whole thing and i don't know i um yeah i mean you know anybody can have like an unfortunate night mm -hmm. you know and that doesn't mean you're an alcoholic like i think of um reese witherspoon when she got arrested like not even a year ago, I think. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. And her husband was driving and they got pulled over and she was clearly drunk and she was like talking back to the police and she's like, you know who I am. And so they booked her. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, she had a persistent alcohol issue. It was just like a bad night where she just like, you know, had a couple of drinks and reacted the wrong way when the police pulled them over, you know? Yep. Like anybody can just have that unfortunate experience. Yep. Uh, well. So yeah, I thought it was a good thing that like Luann had her first drink. She wasn't like, I'm going to down the whole drink. She was yeah. like, oh, a couple sips had of vodka. Now I got to yep. go off stage. Like I'm good. So good yep. for her. Speaking of going on stage. So <laughs> Alan, comedy, can you, comedy night. <laughs> Alan, if, if this is possible, you should find the song do feeling Joe feeling Giovanni by <laughs> Luann. I've just, I don't know how to say her last name, even after all these Jill years. Lessons? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Just it, it'll come up. If you could find that and play just a snippet of it. It's okay. Because we we're just playing a snippet of it and we'll comment on whenever, you know, it's under fair use, but right. um, you should. And let us know if if that's possible and if you're ready. But anyways, what did you th- while while it happens, if that happens, what um what did you think of the show, the comedy show? I thought it was awkward. Like I hated <laughs> I hated to agree with Ramona and Sonia because they were rude about it, but it was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, you know, what I they were so- showing us, but it just wasn't like all that funny. Well, when they first showed boring. Jock. Uh, yeah. I thought both Ashley and I thought he doesn't seem like a comedian. No, not like at all. Funny. He's and well, he's so dry, you know, yeah. like he might he might kill it maybe in like a European sense, you know, or like a British dry humor, maybe. But, but I like that stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't I don't know if maybe it's just like a language barrier and it doesn't like translate very well. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe, yeah. I just give it too yeah, much credit. Just, Let's give it, I, it can be funny. I mean, I'm trying to give him an out. Yeah, because like, I, yeah. I, I don't know him very well. So, you know, who knows? Some people are saying they can hear him. I could understand him fine, you know? Yeah, like, I could understand him just fine. But I mean, I don't know in the context of like that room if maybe people in the back couldn't hear or like it wasn't very clear what was happening. I don't know. I just, I, I hated to agree, but it was mm-hmm. quite dull. It's too bad he called out Sonia, honestly, because she was paying attention. Right. You know, she was there and trying to be a right. good friend and stuff, and everybody else. Fine, was yeah, finally paying attention after her like faux yeah. pot fashion week last week. Yeah, right. Week. 
my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, oh. no, it, it wasn't good. Speaking of which, um, the whole thing with her business. Oh, her fashion line, yeah. Yeah, and not uh, seeing any increase in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, well, after the show. I mean, to be fair, that was a poorly put on show. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, who knows what it might have been had that been like a fully executed, you know, feeling professional show. I mean, like we were talking about last week, there was no music. That's really awkward. You know, like it, the clothes themselves were good. It just like the the atmosphere of the show felt very amateur. Yep, it did. So, I mean, I've seen uh, Ashley used to do the fashion show Rafa for, you know, the yeah. hair studio. And that was way cooler yeah. and more professional seeming than absolutely than, than this so this was do you remember like, that i did that one year oh i i remember yeah. that being talked about but um i was in that for one year yep you should share a picture of, of that i don't remember <laughs> what you did or anything what the so yeah so i was in that um for one year and i had like um a long bob kind of thing and it, my hair was dyed black and then from the end up it was ombre deep purple huh. and it was cool. super sweet i loved nice. it i loved it so much i yeah i remember the purple that's right i remember yes. you having that um but i don't remember mm -hmm. how it was in the show and stuff and what the outfit was yeah um, i know well speaking of what we talked about earlier brenda came with me um as my date mm. to the show because chris wasn't able to be there and she took a bunch of pictures and she took some video oh nice. so i should see if she still has that yeah tweet them so out can, <laughs> i can tweet them out and then she can share you know when we do finally book her on our on our show for a guest appearance yeah so cool. but yeah no getting back to your point yeah i mean i've seen a lot of like you know um more local shows that are better produced than what Sonya yeah. put on. Yep. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, that uh, you talk about the being cute that Dorinda went back to revisit. Yeah. Places. But it's it's kind of not though because it's just sad that you know mm. she hasn't she has not moved on mm -hmm. like she has that idyllic life from before that mm -hmm. she no longer has and it's just making her angry and it's not fair to john who she's dating and it's it's not fair to everybody else that she's like taking it out on that she's just not, no. like, not where she is you know i agree and, and i i thought it was cute in the beginning because i thought it was maybe a way for her to let go and say goodbye mm -hmm. you know i mean maybe it was like a way to get closure i don't know if if that really happened but i yeah because I, I do agree with you. It's not cool that like she is taking so much of her frustration and her, um, you know, yearning for a bygone time out on the other ladies. It's not cool mm -hmm. at all. Um, so I just I thought it was cute because I thought it was like a, a, a way forward and a, and a healing path. But we'll see if yeah. that's actually true. Yep. Uh, after seeing Dorinda for the number of years I have, it's not mm. it's not okay so yeah so see there your experience comes in where yeah. you know me as a first season like i'm so hopeful <laughs> is it i i i just still am amazed startled frankly 
that I'm sitting here right now talking about this stuff in depth about Real Housewives <laughs> because you can blame Ashley for getting me into this however long ago. Good job, Ashley. Yeah, we, you know, <laughs> we frankly, because I guarantee you people that are watching this earlier, probably they're like tuning out now and stuff. We could do a separate show on just Housewives. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because, um, so I have, I have your birthday present and I've had oh. it for a while and it's housewives related. <gasps> yes. Um, and it's hilarious because I, I had gotten it and Chris like opened up the package and was like, what is this like housewives <laughs> thing? And I was like, oh, it's John's birthday present. He's like, John watches housewives. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> like John watches more housewives than I do. He's like, mm -hmm. John? Yep. Like the John that I grew up with, John. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's funny. So it was very funny. But um, for for all Chris's like shock, he could definitely talk to you. He could hold a conversation about Housewives for sure. Okay. Sure. From the from the number of episodes that he's at least seen, you know, yep. in the background of while yep. I've been watching. See, and I've always tried. Like, <laughs> it's funny because I always tried to resist new different seasons you know mm -hmm. like oh okay so actually starts watching jersey and i'm watching it some and i'm like this is i don't like these people <laughs> this dumb, you know and i go away yeah. and then i i come back and like start asking questions that's what know? chris does <laughs> <laughs> and before you know it yeah i'm just into it so yeah it's happened it's happened <laughs> with jersey it's happened with uh potomac those for sure okay yep so. I have watched a couple episodes of Potomac. Um, I've watched a couple of Potomac and Atlanta. Those are the only others I've dabbled. Guy watch Dallas. Like if you just I, I one know more you guys to watch. Do. Okay. Yeah, it's gotta watch <laughs> Dallas. So but I'll see if I can fit it into. Well, you know, Bravo does a good job to space them out. There's usually two yes. running at a time. Yep. Sometimes there's like this weird little overlap of three. Like I'm waiting for the reunion for Atlanta. Oh, right. Yeah. They're supposed to be doing a uh, online, yep. uh, like zoom kind of thing. I saw that. Yep. So, I mean, not the reunion, but the preview. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, anything else on housewives of New York? Um, the only other thing I'll say was I don't understand so, you know, kind of capping off comedy night, everybody agreed that it was a little bit of a dud. And then they were just mm -hmm. like, let's go drink at the bar. Um, and, you know, Dorinda and Tinsley were like, we should chat about our differences. And Leah and Dorinda and Leah kind of were like, you know, maybe Leah should be a mediator. And I thought that was a good idea. Sure. You know, like it seemed like a fine idea. And then I, I understood that Tinsley was like, I don't need anybody to speak for me. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that that's the problem. I think that the problem is like Tinsley can speak for herself and Dorinda can speak for herself, but they need somebody to be like, take it down a notch and try to understand where each of you are coming from. Mm -hmm. It's not that they can't speak or can't communicate. It's just that they're not like understanding each other. I don't know that that should be Leah though. I don't know I if mean, it should be Leah. You know, I mean, I, I thought someone... that maybe... I thought that maybe it would be a good idea at first. And, mm -hmm. you know, she seemed, you know, at least Dorinda seemed open to it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm ready for, for somebody to, you know, try and solve this, but 
you know, Tinsley yeah. got really defensive about it. So maybe it's not Leah. I see you put in here, like Tinsley seemed a lot younger. Um, yeah. When it, she was with her mom, she, it's a weird thing with her mom. It's a weird relationship. And look, her mom really, 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 really wants her to have a kid. I, and yeah. Then, like, last season, we're crying. I can so relate and, to that. Um, like, here's the eggs you have frozen and they're just mm -hmm. crying over them. Mm -hmm. Um, it's yeah it's a weird it's a strange thing yeah um, well but. i can totally get that because my my mother is also one of those mothers who's like you should have a kid like we're ready for you know you to have a kid i want to be a grandma and i i get that pressure but that i don't know the way the way tinsley seemed to interact with her it almost made her seem like 17 instead of 44 yeah. yep. you know what i mean like it just she just like regressed so much it was really crazy to me. she's uh, I think it's become more and more apparent over the seasons that she is um, her growth has was stunted at some point, sure. like her maturity, sure. like she definitely was taking care of too long. Sure. You know, yeah. and then, yeah. And then came out like single and stuff and just not, you know, I not aware of how to take care of yourself and like how to function Sure. as a individual and sure. um so yeah now it's like ketchup it's like i'm in my early 40s and oh my god i need to have a kid and i need to be in a relationship and right. oh my god and it's like it's gonna my life's gonna be over and just relax go to a like a you know buddhist retreat don't yeah. worry about other people like just fix yourself yeah like, yeah yeah, she just, I don't know, the whole kind of early part of the episode, she just seemed really young to me. And it was especially apparent in, in her interaction with her mom. But then the way she was kind of talking about ending her relationship with Bruce um, and being like, listen, I was kind of maybe only dating Bruce so I could see Scott. And yeah. I was hoping, you know, that just seemed very like high school drama to yeah. me. I was yep. like, oh, icky. Like, I it's feel bad for Bruce right it. now. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. aware of that. Well, well, and it's good that, like, you know, she wasn't trying to continue their relationship and waste Bruce's time. But I mm -hmm. felt kind of bad for, you know, Bruce watching this, yeah. you know, at some later date. If he if he does. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. maybe he's just like, I don't even want we'll to hear about it. Discussed. But we'll yeah, it, yeah, it felt kind of sad. Mm -hmm. Like, it just felt a little juvenile and like, you know, I'm I'm dating this guy maybe to run into my ex and, you know. Like hopefully I'll see him at the lockers and we'll pass notes and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just it just felt childish. And I was just like, ugh. There's I didn't really a love that look on Tinsley. I wanted to bring up too with uh I forgot one of the big points for me was and mm -hmm. you and it kind of tying into the other show too Alluded. is yeah. Leah's weird relationship with yeah. her, her baby ex. daddy. Mm -hmm. And it's like this isn't the only show where there's one of these in there, but to me, there's something wrong. And, you know, like you don't know every situation, but there's something wrong with a couple or an individual, even with if you're great friends, you get along, you can co parent, you have fun mm -hmm. together, all this stuff. And then you can't make things work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, clearly, that's a communication problem or an issue mm -hmm. with like, not being able to 
make some accommodations for one another or like right. one of you changes drastically when you ha when you have that but right. that stuff should be able to be fixed with therapy like pointing out like hey you change when you're together like this you need to knock that off and like oh you're right, right. i do this and you know because right. it's that way in um in jersey there is a couple okay. that are together all the time they even live together the right woman, i do know the, about this actually yeah the woman I've has a boyfriend this. that's yeah. non-committal and she yep. has her ex-husband yep. they all live together they yep. have a son they like it's just it's like why that. aren't yep. you just together like yeah it's weird right yeah i mean i know my note in here was kind of about you know like the way that they that uh leah and jeff i think his name is um co-parent and that's really great that they can co-parent so well mm -hmm. and i was relating it to garcelle and her ex about you know co-parenting so well but in garcelle's case i understand you know why they're not together because her husband cheated on her right you know like mm -hmm. with multiple people in like this really massive like heartbreaking way like that's yeah. different to me than you know like we just can't work it out like the yep. like the very vague irreconcilable differences yeah you know like <laughs> that I'm to sitting me is here nothing talking about how lonely i am right you know, and, and you seem to have a guy who's like you know like your best friend who's the father of your daughter who's there for you who understands you knows your history what i just is would it? think you can make it work at least to raise your child yeah you know like if, yeah, if that's, that's not point, always the case in all scenarios, but in this case, it doesn't seem that there's any one thing that like broke them apart, like cheating. Yeah, she said that he never proposed, just never proposed. So, so? And she was kind of upset about that or something. And then, I mean, I don't know. I just don't I don't know. know. I feel like that's that's something that can be worked out. But I mean, maybe I don't know because I have been proposed to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like uh, in watching. Well, I won't tie it as going a whole other thing. Um, I was going to bring up Violet Evergarden. I just will be another oh. rabbit hole thing. So sure. Well, you can tie it in on Wednesday. When we talk yeah, about right. <laughs> um, well, I think that's about it. We've been yeah, I think so. Very long talking about housewives. I hope. Well, and the news we've we've covered this week too. Yes. That's what I'm saying. This could be two podcasts right here. We could have done podcast one, podcast two. <laughs> um well maybe we can split it up that way yep since we took since we took an official break yeah um we'll give everybody a warning that the coolest that's content right. is coming next after the break <laughs> that's right so well everybody thanks for watching and mm -hmm. um everybody should go check out the band killing the flower on spotify and instagram they are responsible for our newer theme song that we've put to our opening video eventually i'm gonna have to say it's not i'll stop calling it new i guess but still our theme song yeah i still <laughs> it's still still feels new that's right um otherwise in terms of of our content like and share and subscribe mm -hmm. um twitter facebook you can look at our website mm -hmm. um twitch and youtube this will be on all your podcast directories leave us a review uh, particularly on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us. Mm -hmm. And leave us comments. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, are you only interested in Housewives and you'd rather us just do a Housewives podcast, podcast separate? We you know, are it. you like, <laughs> I want to talk about 
I want to talk about movies. So why are you talking about gaming stuff? So right. make that separate. You guys need three different podcasts. Tell us that. And then that's maybe what will happen. So exactly. Tell <laughs> me, uh, tell me what Assassin's Creed I should be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you need a Twitter <laughs> poll for that one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that up and, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll have that run through, uh, Wednesday and I'll announce on Wednesday, you know, what the result of the Twitter poll is and what, uh, Assassin's Creed I'll be playing on our spoiler cool. cast. Nice. All right. Well, All right. you have a good rest of your Saturday evening. You too. Hope we do something oh. fun. Yeah, I was going to say, hope your uh, Saturday is as fun as your Friday sounded. That's going to be hard <laughs> to beat. I mean, we got this. We got this. We're going here, you know? That's so right. that's good. I got to continue it. I got to I gotta go um, listen to yeah, some up, more Red Hot Chili Peppers. Or... Yeah. We'll have another jam session. Yeah. I need to find a song that I know all the words to. It's hard <laughs> Put to on do. Some selfie. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did at uh, one person's birthday once a um uh they did a karaoke bar and the song right. thing was uh y'all want a single by Korn. Oh nice. Yeah. Nice. So, well, so you can I'll, throw that on or you can throw on some feeling Giovanni or you know whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> uh I'll probably not do that one. <laughs> so, sorry, Luann. <laughs> all right well everybody right. thanks for tuning in and have a good weekend cheers bye, bye Andrea.